a special which is a christmas special for you and the way we thought about it is that you know imagine that every year santa goes around the globe delivering gifts right to kids below the age of 15 i would think all of us believe in santa but who really believe in the whole power of santa and believe in the fact that they should leave out some cookies and milk for santa and things like that now if we have 1.5 billion kids approximately around the planet who need these gifts to be delivered in one night santa goes around delivering the gifts on that one night we thought we'd talk about how ecosystem for santa works right and can you imagine the aspects of the ecosystem nilesh it would be research and consumer understanding because he has to know 1.5 billion kids has to know who was naughty who was good who did good how well did they behave all of that then he has to do demand supply analysis because he has to figure out what their gifts and their requirements are and see how he's going to build that there is data analytics which has to be done because there are names being added every year and every day and every month so you have to keep up with the updated data you have to make sure for demand supply production happens on time so his elves need to work i don't know how many hours and non stop he has to follow compliance and legal we don't know how santa is going to get slapped with a gdpr suit very soon right everybody is very worried about personal information that is lying everywhere else his it infrastructure his hr policies his funding his marketing and the biggest being supply chain right how does he deliver all of this so we thought we would do this entire piece of course i've not added the two fun bits one is santa is the only one who's built a recession proof business none of our large businesses have built a recession proof business and the other thing that i find strange is santa has done no succession planning right so if santa dies tomorrow i think we might have a global issue so santa needs to do succession planning i think So these are some of the aspects of Santa's ecosystem that we should cover today and let's understand how tech can make Santa's ecosystem work even more efficiently Samiran any thoughts Yes yeah, so I kind of went back and said that you know like since I'm charged with the responsibility of coming up with some interesting paradoxes I said that you know let's figure out if there is a really a paradox that talks about Santa and lo and behold there is one you know it's called Curry's paradox apparently so it's the most ridiculous thing it basically it says if this statement is true then santa exists it's as arbit as that and i'm not even going to bother to try and explain what it is all the people who want to read about it and who want to go into this whole aspect of whether santa exists or not can read about it and it's completely crazy it's got a lot of alphabets it's got a lot of numbers it's got a lot of theorems attached to it but essentially people have given it a lot of thought if that's the paradox then i'm going to say if this statement is true then i am the statue of liberty 
it is that. So I think it's a question of fastest finger first. Somebody just said it and it became a paradox. So I think the one thing that has really always intrigued me is the fact that, you know, this chap just goes around the world, you know, in one night and does this humongous amount of work. So what does he really do the rest of the year? And then I thought, what could be the parallel in terms of this complex logistics? And the only example that I could think of was the Bombay Dabbawala. I figured that this guy must be practicing with the Bombay Dabbawalas for 364 days, refining his skills. And come 365 day Christmas, boom, you know, he manages to do everything. But I think it's very interesting that we picked this topic up because just in sheer in terms of, like you said, Sheetal, the tech that's involved, just the requirement gathering. I mean, who knows, you know, the good boy from the bad boy, who wants what, how do you get into this? And there have been some tons of stuff written about it in terms of quantum super positioning and he must be traveling through wormholes to be in different places. There must be some crazy technology for elf cloning, not just presence, because now you need people to pack, right? So there's tons of stuff that people have written about that, you know, that, and I actually thought Santa was this great figure of goodness. I didn't realize he was a icon for technology <laughs> until I started reading about this episode. But the kind of stuff that is going on, I mean, I would think his technology is way ahead of any of ours, right? So I think he lives in the fifth dimension. Everybody keeps talking about these multiple dimensions, you know, especially like the Doctor Strange stuff. I think he lives in multiple dimensions. And maybe, you know, what happens in one dimension is actually one whole year while it is a day in our dimension. It could be any dimension. I was just thinking, I mean, each and every element, when you try to think of it and see a technological parallel, probably you can't think of any system that could scale or give those kinds of results to kind of deliver what Santa delivers. So I was just thinking, you mentioned about, you know, who was good and who was bad. So when we were building this whole blockchain stuff and, you know, in the blockchain, you need to figure out malicious nodes and you know, benign uh, faults versus malicious faults, who is trying to poof the system and stuff like that. You know, the one thing you can do is build a reputation management, right? So it started from the peer-to-peer network days whereby every node had a reputation. And it still fails, you know. I mean, you can't figure out whether this was a benign thing or someone was being malicious and you may term that person as bad reputation. But here you have to get it right. I mean, you can't get it wrong. (laughs) There is the option. So fantastic reputation engine, fantastic recommendation engine. It can't be the recommendation like you bought rice, probably you're going to buy a cooker now kind of stuff. It has to be a very, very deep, you know, recommendation (laughs) engine. So, you know, the funny thing here, Nish, is that just imagine the beauty of the system is that, of course, he knows who's good or bad. But look at the problem from the other end. So if I get something, I feel that, oh, I'm a good guy. But if I don't get it, it's not Santa's fault. It's actually my fault because I was a bad person. So that's the perfect system, right? Because it can't go wrong. That is what Sheetal said, right? Recession proof. So funda is every year, uh, whatever 1.5 billion kids, I'm not too good with numbers. Sheetal will give the number. But all those kids, whether they get or they don't get, they will still believe in Santa and they'll think that it was their own fault. Amazon doesn't have those kind of liberties. If you don't get the parcel, the fault is Amazon's. It's not your fault. Other thing that came to mind, like you mentioned Dabbawalas, you know, so I was thinking just a parallel and was Pista House Haleem, right? So I discovered it a few years back and I've been ordering Haleem from Pista House since then during the Ramadan months. And it has become a case study in supply chain management, right? And it is nothing compared to 
this whole Santa logic that we are talking. So just to give you the figures, they process something like 10 tons of meat every day during that period, 10 tons, right? And they start their process and this is, it's a perishable good, right? You have to cook it in time deliver it and finish it off get the fresh stuff again and start cooking so they start at 4 a.m it seems finish cooking at 1 from 1 p.m to 2 p.m it is put in those boxes and from 2 p.m to 3 p.m it reaches airports and you know places from where it flows out so that everyone gets it before breaking the fast right across india and now they also have middle east once they were able to perfect this system, I mean, I have tried it for three, four years and it has not failed ever. So just think of it. This has become a case study. And now just put that scale to 10 times, you know, of delivery. Uh, maybe a hundred times or a thousand times. And so, Samiran, here's some stuff, right? Let's imagine a world where we tech can make Santa's life easy, right? So from an understanding of children point of view, I think AI will do a fantastic job right? For Santa to be able to understand kids. So imagine if you could use artificial intelligence, which crawls through and figures out which child is good, which child is bad, then that would reduce the workload on Santa and his team considerably. From a research consumer understanding point of view, I'm sure he must be doing focus groups as a true researcher would like to believe. You have a job. I have a job. Maybe I should apply to Santa. So AI could help with research and consumer understanding. What do you think would work better with what kind of infrastructure? Think about it. What kind of servers would Santa have to have all of this data? I don't know. I have to take a stab at it because I told you, we, I personally, me and Samira, we love decentralization, right? So I think the first thing Santa needs to do is be on a decentralized network and essentially create, you know, call them clones or call them decentralized versions so that these master nodes are scattered across maybe one per country and then you have a hub and spoke from there. But decentralization is the key. Right now, I think one thing that must be killing Santa and his elf is too much centralization. It has to be distributed computing. I was just wondering what kind of server capabilities, right? And where would these servers be? And what kind of cloud are we talking about? So it has to be decentralized and edge. Probably Samiran will love to talk edge computing. Basically, it, this really means that every kid must be a node, actually. They have to process everything and it's just completely crazy. I don't think it's an imaginable situation also how this is even possible to do at that point in time. Because typically, whenever we talk about AI, we talk about, of course, historic data, we talk about predictive data and things get collected and all. But here we are talking about the whims of children, okay? And I mean, that cloud will, I think, put all the pollution and climate change and fog on the planet to shame. It will be so foggy and cloudy. So since we are speaking of AI, I mean, there has been so much talk about it. And I know Samir and Sheetal, we spoke that probably we might do even an episode talking about this is chat GPT. Okay, so I have to touch upon it because from an AI perspective, you know, so I was reading an article and it was a fantastic article. One guy, what he did was he said, let me test chat GPT. The aim was very simple. Will it put developers out of business, right? So now we are looking at Santa and will chat GPT kind of thing work? So what he did was he told chat GPT, that he wants to build a application to do list application. So the first version came out, then he realized, okay, he needs to give some more instructions. I mean, that was okay. It was not chat GPT's fault. So he gave an instruction that to do list, you can remove task, add task, and it has to be a database. So persistence of the data has to be there over a cloud and all. And lo and behold, a code was churned out by chat GPT bot. And he tested the code. 
and then he analyzed the code. So it was a very interesting analysis. So what he said was, the simple answer is no, ChatGPT will not put developers out of business. It gave a working code. The issue was that the learning mechanism of ChatGPT is based on the web only, right? So what it did was that it found out pieces of code which were written for a to-do application. And this guy had already done a Google search behind it, right? Separately. So essentially, every developer in the world goes to Stack Overflow. So Stack Overflow goes down, then developers are in a problem. So everyone goes there, figures out a good solution, then talk to, you know, have a, a discussion groups there with developers to figure out the best solution. So what he said was that today, ChatGPT, the state it is in, it's a fantastic thing, but all it is doing is it's probably a one level filter above Google search. So if I had to do search, I would have done 10 more things and reached where ChatGPT reached. ChatGPT directly reached there. That's all. So it went to Stack Overflow, figured out multiple code snippets, took the code snippets. So you would also do that and reach there. But ChatGPT was a, a better solution, but it was not churning out code itself. So it's a long way to go. So ChatGPT is definitely not on list of Santa. Okay, so that's not going to help Santa. I'm just wondering that from a data integrity point of view and GDPR compliance point of view, I wonder what he will have to do to make sure that every child, imagine if you know how a child has behaved throughout the year, whether the child has been good or bad. It is the most personal kind of data which has been voluntarily given right, to Santa. I wonder what GDPR compliance will have to say about that and how the world is going to react about it. So I think Santa must be having some kind of a Gajni complex, you know, because I think he must be self-erasing or something. Because there is no other way. I mean, he cannot get past, unless, of course, GDPR, he has, let us assume he doesn't have GDPR exemptions. It's like, you know, just comes in his brain and poof, goes out. So it's like then and there in the moment. And it is just like a self-erasing mechanism. So I think... Very true. Otherwise, he is not delivering anything in Europe, for sure. Okay, so that's fun. Now let's think about the delivery and the supply chain mechanism, right? So one of the pieces of statistics that I was reading up is that if he has to deliver about 2 billion parcels across the globe in one night, then he needs to travel at the speed of 2000 kilometers per hour. Okay. Now, if you think about 2000 kilometers per hour and he travels, what, about a kilometer above the surface of the earth, I would assume because he's going around. So I'm assuming he doesn't need to worry about visas and passports and things like that. But what technology will allow him to travel at 2000 kilometers per hour and make sure that it doesn't burn out in outer space? It doesn't. We've not been able to get anything out there. So any stabs at that? I am going to go with one, definitely. Firstly, his driver driver has to be Tom Cruise. Top Gun Part 2. He has to break the 10 Gs, right? So, essentially, he's going 10 times the speed of sound, roughly, about maybe 9 or so. So, he needs, his pilot has to be Tom Cruise. No one else can survive those many Gs. Sorry. What are your thoughts? This is literally like, I mean, it is like, you're actually traveling at the speed of thought, right? So, I mean, I think there are some fiction movies that were made like that, that you imagine a place and you land up there, you know? It's literally like that because I don't think, this is, I think, the point at which physics stops making sense because you can't be traveling at that, you know? I don't think materials exist that can make spaceships like that and, I mean, let alone Rudolph. I mean, I don't think Rudolph is going to be, I mean, he will have more than a red nose, I can tell you that, if he's traveling at that speed. So, I think there is something, but I can tell you that people though 
I think obviously some people know better because every year, you know, NORAD, which is the North American Aerospace Agency, they publish a tracker. So there is a NORAD tracker for Santa. So it tells you where Santa is. And I think even Google has that. And I still remember that Virgin Atlantic had done this amazing campaign where they had this 24th December flight and they were working with Microsoft. They had actually shown Santa being tracked and Santa lands on the plane and comes in and welcomes them and gives them all Microsoft products and all that. So, I mean, clearly some people know how this works, but it's obviously a very, very well-kept secret. No, Sheetal, I think you were mentioning something which made a lot of sense, which was what? Five dimensions or something? I don't know. The fifth dimension. (laughs) See, we keep talking about the fact that we are just living in a certain space, right? But there are multiple dimensions. I don't know if you're a fan of MIB, but in MIB also, he keeps talking about multiple things that can happen. So if he doesn't put the tip, something will happen. If he puts the tip, something else will happen. Right. So there are parallel universes going around. And I'm just thinking maybe Santa is living in different universes and is delivering to us in a universe which is faster than ours. But we think it's happened overnight. So that could be a fun way to think about it. From a supply chain point of view, I had a thought. You remember Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the movie, right, where he's talking about and then there's another one where everything becomes outsized and all that. Yeah. So imagine if you had a nano toy maker. Such that the toys grow under the trees. As they can. So you just have to have one nano toy maker, which makes life much easier. I was reading about it in, I think, one of the articles. And I thought that was fascinating. Imagine having a nano toy maker and just leaving gifts and then everything just becomes overnight the gift it is supposed to be. That would be awesome. It literally grows into it. Eh? Grows into the gift, yes. It has to be something like that, you know. It has to do something on its own. Self-growth or self. That's interesting. I don't know if you figured this, but Santa comes in too many forms, shapes, etc. The definition of Santa. I was just thinking, so the way we see Santa, the chubby guy with the pink cheeks, etc. is a Coca-Cola creation. They created the first illustration of Santa to use in their advertising. So while they did not really own Christmas, they kind of created the image of Santa in our heads. I used to work in retail and then we also used to celebrate Christmas at the stores. But it's very difficult to find nice, rotund, chubby-cheeked, white uh, Santa Clauses for India, right? Think of all of India and you can't just find that many Santa Clauses. So we would have Santa Claus in all shapes, size and forms. And I would always think that it might shatter some child's imagination of what Santa is. So with 3D printing technology coming into play, and now we are talking about 3D creating organs and all of that. Imagine if you could 3D print Santas, which looked exactly the same and could be allocated one Santa per country. So this is India Santa and this is Bangladesh Santa and this is Norway and this is somewhere else. And you just have Santas across, but the Santa looks the same in each of the countries. That would be really keeping a child's imagination, you know, intact or at least his expectations from whatever he's read or she's read completely intact. That might be a fun thing to do. So I'm going to end this episode on my favorite topic, which is Santa in the metaverse. <laughs> it has to be, right? Blockchain has come, so metaverse has to come. It has to come in because today, 
why should we have to go anywhere feel anything i mean you could feel everything in the metaverse and santa could deliver your gifts in the metaverse and you could utilize the gifts in the metaverse and that would be completely game changing so while we all have our physical gifts etc but i think gifts in the metaverse is something that might change and my belief is that if in the real world christmas is a couple of 100 billion dollars as a business then i think in the metaverse if the metaverse really takes off the way it is planned to take off you could have a parallel economy which could be another couple of 100 billion dollars right so technology would help us also build another parallel universe which could be very very large in the metaverse that i think is something i'm looking forward to christmas in the metaverse you are sitting in dublin and really enjoying a white christmas i will only be able to enjoy the white christmas in the metaverse nilesh so i'm white washing the walls of my house right now so that's as white as i can get so i'm going to enjoy christmas always in the metaverse because then i can live every dream that i've had of a white christmas in my life i think metaverse would solve a lot of problems for santa so with you on that i think decentralization metaverse couple of our favorite you know technology pieces of 2022 which uh, i think yeah did well so they do remain still very relevant for santa also completely agree with that but i also think that uh, while we have talked so much about the technology we should not take away the fun and the physical aspect of it especially the eating so i know i mean this is more of just for the kids out there you know if this is a time to go out have fun enjoy yourselves be with your friends family whatever have a great time have a great christmas have a great new year and you know i think yeah maybe have a good time basically and we will see each one of you and hear from each one of you in the new year in 2023 so this brings us to the end of a special episode of 3tv this was a great year i think we saw our listeners grow and uh, thanks a lot for that i hope you keep liking our banter please share the episode that is how this whole endeavor of our passion project will grow we are available on all major podcast platforms if you are an apple podcast then please do leave a rating and review it helps the podcast we will be starting our season 3 this was as i said a special and we will come back to you here with some very interesting formats and interesting episodes so wish you a merry christmas and a very happy new year happy 2023 everyone see you on the other side